You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Rota Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Will the Thrill Greenwood! Here we go. Week one is in the books, Will. What do you think? Oh, I was just happy to have uh, sport, like, like sports that I want to watch back on TV. No more golf, uh, no more baseball, which I too much anyway. The NBA heated up a little bit, but didn't really catch a lot of it. The finals are approaching. But uh, I, th- I think that, you know, week one seemed to go off pretty well and at least gave us week one. So let's count this season during this year of turmoil uh, a win. <laughs> we got a week of entertainment out of it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a good week. Um, and we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about the highs and lows of the week. So we'll, as always, we'll start with the highs. Um, and, and usually we, we tie like the highs and lows of the week to, um, you know, something memorable. So let's call this the uh, Clyde Edwards Allaire moments of the week. How about we do that? Because I think that was one of the moments. And well, for me, I just want to start by talking about opening night. I think opening night for me was just was really great. Um, not that the game was was phenomenal necessarily, but it was fun to watch the the Chiefs and just dominate the the Texans. I, I really liked the moment of unity. I thought that was a very powerful message from the players, and I don't want to go too far down that road. But I, I think I'll I'll just kind of end by but just remarking, like I thought Chris Collinsworth in the booth just really said it well because he said i'm paraphrasing of course but something to the effect of listen i'm here to do my job tonight to call a football game that's what i'm going to do but before i do that i want to say I, i'm behind these players i support them 100 percent, and there have been a, a lot of things wrong in our country for a long time and we need to see change and he just ended it like right there so i thought that was perfect i think he kind of said that what needed to be said and i like the way the players made a statement by talking about coming together and and I think that's what we need to do as a country is come together. There's there's so much division and partisanship. And I think we need more of that because I think we, we can all get on the same page on a lot of different issues. And I, I, I just thought it was well done. And it wasn't wasn't overly politicized um, from, from my perspective anyway. So I, I like that about opening night. And then we got to see football. It was so it was great. Yeah, absolutely. And there's also a, it's actually a pretty good article on ESPN talking about Trevor Lawrence's experience with this and his teammates and it's it's a longer read and uh the way kind of Dabo has handled it and the way they you know they spoke at his house and things like that and just the the understanding that he at least as a player tries to have and other people on that team it makes you uh it it's written as you know as a positive piece about him but it does show about you know how somebody who has been glorified their entire life you know a white male has been glorified his entire life still tries to understand and listen even though he'll never fully not not, I shouldn't say understand but like uh you know be a part of it and you know learn about what other people are going through that he will net you know he never will and it's a it's it's really it's really worth reading just about going through the process of knowing more about other people's lives anyway but that that I I found that very uh like just just very inspiring that you know someone who ha- has everything and is at the top of the world basically uh, can be still be like very humble and very supportive and try to make a difference. 
anyway yeah yeah absolutely um and then when we got into the game well uh, some some great things emerged from that game obviously uh Clyde Edwards Alaire looked great um as advertised uh David Johnson reemerged um like a, like a like a phoenix from the ashes and and it looked <laughs> looked good uh so it it was you know there there were some fun things to to like from from that game from a fantasy perspective so well, ceh said he was nervous like he was nervous before like he was talking about being nervous for his first nfl game and yeah. you see him out there on the first snap and he he looked ready i mean they definitely gave him his like they gave him all the chances to get over those nerves for the next game we'll see the the i think the passing game stuff is just overrated and with darrell williams or daryl williams uh you know classic fancy joe's homeboy uh, love he, him. yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he's just a guy know, that playing on him. third down and, and <laughs> pat, you know, pass protections and routes and things like that. Uh, I think that's totally normal. I, I, I think oh. the fact that CEH didn't have, I think he had like what one or two targets and, but no catches it's, it's, it's worth, you know, it, it'll, it'll come together. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. And, and the passing game, it, he'll, he'll get used. And I, I think if there's anything to fear about that Kansas City Chiefs offense is that they just have so many darn weapons and, um, you know, even even a guy like Tyreek Hill, um, you know, depending on who they're playing and how they want to attack the other teams, may, may not have as big weeks as, as we're accustomed to seeing because they're they're just loaded, you know. Um, so so anyway, but 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 enough about that game. We will we listed a lot of a lot of moments of the week. So what are, what are some of yours? What are some some highlights for you? Yeah. So one, I love that the NFL variance rears its ugly head. Week one, you know, how many people chose the Colts as their eliminator pick in week one? Eight-point nope. favorites playing the, the hapless <laughs> going 0-16 Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and, you know, you see how that game goes and just kind of how the game script can play out and how things can happen. The Washington football team, despite all their failures as an organization, has a leader in the clubhouse in Ron Rivera and players that came out after, ha- you know, halftime – and want, wanted to, you know, they wanted to win. They wanted to play. And, and I think that that is a, like almost inspiring is what kind of person you want to lead your team because Ron Rivera has, he has the potential to have, to have become one of those retread coaches, you know, going from one team to the next. And again, I still am sad that he, he ended up in Washington, but maybe uh, once they turn over that organization at the top, uh, it will be better. But that was, that was fun to see. And also that, that, that Washington like front seven on defense uh that's scary that they have a chance to be real scary um and and beating the the eagles it seems like the eagles are always this, this like mismatch of a team but uh that was interesting they're like super fun to see uh the cardinals ryan even though you slightly called it i think that's another part of like the nfl variance like you're playing the the people you know the team that lost the super bowl was dominant on the run up in, in to that point and was supposed to be dominant again and and brought it to them uh the bears come back even though that's more, I think, more of a. Uh, I think it's more of a Lions issue. Yeah, I agreed. Agreed. Uh, and, and I'm a little bit worried about DeAndre Swift if, because you know we don't know him at all. So if mentally, if he can't get over that drop, if that if that affects him, you know, in games, sure that. But I I don't think you know you know I don't think it will because these are you know these are pros. Hopefully somebody talks to him. But it, again, it's it's the Lions. So. Yeah. <laughs> The Lions. No. Man, it's I, I feel I feel bad. I, I and I, I'd given up hope in that game. 
Um, I'm just like, because Mitch Trubisky was, was just brutal. And I know he made some plays at the end, but Oh man, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what the bears can, can muster up against the New York giants. Cause I, I just think the, that bears team is bad, but, but yeah, Swift, I think will be fine. You have to worry about Patricia and, and you know, what's he, what's he doing with, with, I don't know. It was weird that carry on Johnson just, you know, totally, you know, did not get as, as many touches in that game as I thought he would. And I don't, I don't know what that says about Karrion Johnson. I don't think it's a good thing, but um, that was surprising what, 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 what Detroit did with their backfield. And AP got so many touches to me, but you know, I don't know. Um, How can you not love AP as a football player though? I do. Just, I think he's, yeah. he's like the energizer bunny he just keeps going and going. I, I think I might have to start him in some like deep dynasty leagues where we've had some injury issues, you know, like Le'Veon Bell going out and things like that. Like, yeah. He's a guy that if if you're desperate, I mean, could certainly you could plug in and and, and do worse. I think, um, you know, one thing well that's on my list is that I put down that the quality of the football, not that it was amazing, but it was a lot better than I expected. Not as many penalties as I thought. Um, so I, I was pretty impressed because I really thought that it would just be like this kind of we'd be excited that football was back and there'd be some moments, but the the play would be really bad. But I, I was I was surprised how you know. Um, how good good the football was all yeah, things considered so so penalties like false starts and things like that i think no crowds played an effect in that pretty yeah. heavily on, yeah, the, on any visiting team side um and you obviously didn't watch the Bengals chargers game uh, I, I i didn't i didn't that was, <laughs> uh not not really worth watching just you know i you had joe burrow's highlight play but it was a. Uh, not that definitely one not not one to go back and watch i love that reaction at the end when 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 the the, the kick was missed at the joe burrow the reaction <laughs> that, that's my probably my favorite favorite like vi, one of my favorite visuals from week one i mean he hasn't, um, lost, he hasn't lost since 2018 so yeah that's crazy right it's crazy um one thing that that's that was a great story too. We'll we'll move into letdowns in a second, but you know Alden Smith, you know that that game he had for for the Cowboys against the Rams. He hasn't played for for five years, and and he came in and had a great game. Um, six solo tackles, five assists, one tackle for loss, one sack, two quarterback pressures. So a guy that was on, on a, a lot of IDP uh, waiver wires um you know looking at some of my idp leagues so i i just thought that was a great story that um you know he was able to come back and and, and be a force that that first game so um that, that that was cool it'll be interesting to see how the season goes so um uh, other highlights or should we move into letdowns oh well i think the the arizona offense i think kyler murray you saw him unleashing the rushing beast and what he really could like displaying his athleticism uh Brian, I'm just worried about my future quarterback record, Kyler Murray, because he <laughs> that was insane. And, and you know, with D Hop balling out, it's uh Yeah. It just shows, you know, what what that man can do. It's Hopkins is so like that game is just so impressive uh, on his end. And I, I get that the you know, they basically lined up Christian Kirk on uh uh Richard Sherman's side and kind of just like sacrificed him for that game, but he's still you know I don't know. It still takes, you just watch Hopkins play and when he's not on your team and you're watching the game go and you watch him get all these catches and it just, he's one of the most frustrating players to play against in fantasy because you're like, why isn't the other team covering him? But my, my week is on the line here. Let's go. 
Easier but, said than uh, done. Yeah, so it's pretty fun. <laughs> I also think Rad, the other part that I want to mention here is uh, the rookie debuts. For no, yeah. you know, not a lot of camps, no preseason. Uh, you know, obviously Clyde, uh, J.K. J.K. Dobbins. You know, had the two touchdowns were you know short yards, still not a huge set, stat percentage. But still, man, it's not a good sign for Mark Ingram. He's taking over that backfield, Dobbins. Yeah. But like it, it, it's the first game, you know, and, and he got involved, got to score. Like that's a good. Yeah energetic start to the career on like absolutely uh, like jonathan taylor still with six receptions you know i know his rushing stats weren't through the roof but if you just show that that's you know philip rivers is going to throw to jonathan taylor so yeah cd yeah. ram had a good you know good start uh jalen rager had that one catch for 55 yards i think it was just one catch but at least you know as a as a rookie who's hurt and the whole camp there and rugs looked electric Judy, I think, still looked good. Looked like he had some nerves. You know, Joshua Kelly, uh, James Robinson having every single running back carry on the Jaguars. It just was. Uh, Lavisca was Chenault, fun. you know, made some plays. You know, yeah, there's yeah, the rookies. Woo. It was such a good rookie debut yeah. compared to what we expected. So that was fun. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was really exciting. And, and um, it's going to be fun to continue to watch these rookies, how they develop. So, um letdowns and, and i think we'll call this say, segment the steven guskowski you know letdowns of the week because i mean he he made up for it at the very end of that game but man i i, f- I feel bad for a guy you know probably a future hall of fame kicker and he just just wasn't it wasn't in sync <laughs> and that that kind of made the game more interesting because honestly if, if you know he, he had made those field goals i just think that my that game might have got more out of hand but it came down to the wire so um letdowns of the week what, what's your first uh what's your first letdown your uh, JJ Whiteside. Uh, this he played forty-one percent of snaps, no targets. Not a great start for this the the DJ Chark second year under the radar breakout of the year. Yeah, yeah, that, that was disappointing. Although, I mean, I mean that whole like you know, I don't know about the Eagles and their offense, that offensive line. I mean, was was that Washington defense, you know, front just that good, or is the Eagles' offensive line that bad? Maybe a little bit of both. We'll see. Uh, for for me, you know, you mentioned it already, but the Colts and Indianapolis Colts. Um, but yeah, I had them in my eliminators, so I'm I'm done already. And I, I was I'm just shocked. I, I just thought they would 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 play better and, and handle handle Jacksonville, but they they didn't and. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers, you know, still, still being the same old Philip Rivers, you know, throwing interceptions late and I don't know, it, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, hopefully they'll bounce back. Um, as I said on our Hubble Spicy Takes episode, they were kind of my, and it was a little bit of a ridiculous take, but I honestly think they, they have the potential to make a Super Bowl run, at least a playoff run, but not at this rate. Um, so, so we'll see. I know it's one game, not don't overreact, but uh, that, that was a big letdown for me seeing the Colts not, I, I, I thought the Colts were going to come out and just, just cruise, but. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe they'll get it together. I mean, they get to play the, the Vikings secondary. I think uh, Rivers is a nice little, like, sneaky start for – he's probably on the waiver wires in all your redraft leagues. Uh, yeah. And that that Vikings defense is going to be a massive issue. So Was that, was that a letdown for you? I was I honestly was surprised that the Vikings defense um, – look that poor against I know Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers it's good offense but I I just I, and I know they're they're missing um um they're all all pro defensive end whose name escapes me at the, at the moment um but but still I was surprised yeah it's it uh is it Daniel Hunter yes or he, yeah so 
but still, like, no, they're just, I don't know if it's a letdown, Ryan. Like, I, I really, really lowered Vikings' expectations for this season. So, uh, the fact that they brought it back in some garbage time for some fantasy points, it kind of it kind of heals all wounds. The, the <laughs> At least next for you. Letdown, yeah, the next letdown, Ryan, is just the just the Browns overall. We've been chasing this team for fantasy points for years, and I, I know Nick Chubb had a big year last year. You know, nearly fifteen hundred rushing yards. But how, how many times do the Browns need to let us down as, as a team for for just to give up? That it just was such a such a letdown to just be so, so just so bad, like overall. Uh, and then the other, just to tack onto that, uh, the not surprising but still a letdown is just the the Jets. You know, we want in, in fantasy, we want to be able to play players from, or you know, we want to get excited about all teams. And the Jets, you just can't get excited about it. No, uh, that yeah, I, I mean. Well, let's hope those teams play better. I mean, the Browns had a, a real tough matchup w- with with the Ravens. So, well, then you know they get Cincinnati Thursday night. We'll we'll see what happens. I'm going to talk about that game later. A little little sneak preview for for later in the show. Um, for me, one of the the major letdowns of the week with with all the injuries. I know this happens all the time, but, but I feel like we've got some big names that are injured and, and some big names that miss week one. Um, you know, you know, a guy like Marlon Mack, who's not a huge name, but you know, to, to be done for the season to injury, that's always disappointing. I mean, I guess not. Cause we get to see, you know, Jonathan Taylor, but I never like to see a guy miss time. I would have rather just Jonathan Taylor perform and just be so clearly better that Marlon Mack just, just rides the pine. But, um, you know, Michael Thomas going to miss some, some several weeks with this high ankle sprain. That stinks. Uh, Kenny Galladay, hopefully we'll be back week two. We didn't get to see him week one which was fortunate for my bears. Cause he certainly would have made the difference. Um, you know, George Kittle missing, you know, time, you no know, Cortland Sutton on Monday night. That was disappointing. And poor James Connor will gosh, the guy just can't stay healthy. Um, I, I feel, I feel really bad for him. So it just, I don't know. I, I mean, I know we have injuries, but I just feel this year with, you know, the short ramp up to, to playing these games, we're just going to see more and more of these injuries. And that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. Agreed completely. Uh, that's even outside like the the Joe Mixon game. I mean, two targets, one catch, two yards. He had, you know, a bunch of carries, but not really not really effective overall, including the unveil of the Chargers offense. Uh, I guess I guess we can get excited maybe about like Hunter Henry, you know, Mike Williams making some plays, but overall that Chargers offense is just gonna be another another like wasteland. They get they get their um, they get to play at Kansas City, though, so so we'll, we'll see we'll see if they can turn it around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, good luck with Tyrod Taylor when when Kansas City is blitzing from everywhere. I, I just don't see that that's going to end well at all. Yeah, I, I think are they eight and a half point favorites or something? And I feel like you know you I mean it's a divisional matchup and stuff, but man, I feel like that the, the, the Kansas City should maybe be double digit favorites. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um. Yeah, for for me, um, d- d- just kind of tying into who the Chargers played. You know, Joe Burrow, not a, not a surprise, but I, I don't know. Deep down in my heart, I was just hoping he would just come out and light it up, and and that didn't happen. So I mean, obviously he you know made some plays and everything, and, and he's a rookie quarterback. But I don't know. That was let down for me, and also on my list, my final let down, which is not zero surprise to anybody. Mitchell Drabisky still stinks. <laughs> you know, it just <laughs> it still stinks. I know, you know, in terms of fantasy points, he gave you a decent day, but um yeah, the Bears are 
they're in trouble. They're in trouble. And that was a letdown. So even though they won, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's a win, but at the same time, it feels more like a Detroit lions completely collapsing than the bears actually winning. So. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is two years in a row. Now lions have gone in with a game that should be locked up and just blew it away. Yeah. The lions just, uh, you know, I, and I, I think you got to point out Matt, Matt Patricia and, and the, the fact that he saw a job is, I mean, he's, he might be the first to go. I mean, there are a lot of candidates for first guys to go. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We can, we can talk about it in later shows. We'll, yeah. We'll, they, we'll, I mean, they should be interviewing uh, the enemy right now. Just get, yeah, just get absolutely. Absolutely. I, like, they should. Snatch I'm sure there's like rules against this, but week two, the enemy, the head coach of the Lions. let's go. Yeah. Even if it's like, okay, if you want to stay and try to win another Super Bowl this year, we totally get it. Just go ahead and do that. But you're our coach after that's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like put him on, put him on a retainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's transition to the next segment of the show. It's the fantasy Joe's tweet of the week. Um, so the tweet of the week is actually a series of tweets. So I cheated a little bit. Um, because I, I wanted, to, and the reason I picked this one out is I wanted to talk about a little bit about Jonathan Taylor and Heem Hines. So, JJ Zacharyson at late round QB, he basically talked about you know after all the Jonathan Taylor talk, maybe this will help show where my head's at. Running backs I take over Jonathan Taylor right now in season long fantasy football: CMC, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, Cook, Henry, Ceh, maybe Josh Jacobs, maybe Miles Sanders. That's it. Play to win. Okay, I'll put Jacobs over him. I shouldn't have had the maybe in front of it. And then Matthew Berry replies, Taylor is going to be awesome. There's no doubt. Top 10 RB rest of the way. Totally on board with that. But I think people will be surprised at how much run Hines gets. And they go on to talk about Hines and Taylor. And they make the comparison of, of the Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler situation where Hines is an Eckler light. So... Will, a lot to unpack here. I, I, let's talk about – I don't think we need to talk about Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I don't think that's too hot of a take that JJ's thrown out there. I mean, you, you probably would agree with that. Would, would you agree with that? Those, He's right there among the top, you know, eight, nine running backs in football right now that you want for your fantasy team is Jonathan Taylor. I mean, specifically seasonal. And obviously, Dynasty is a different story. I mean, also real high up there. But Yeah, I, I think at this point in time, I would take Taylor over Sanders these kind of early season injuries you at this moment right now you bank on the healthy player is my opinion uh and then josh jacobs just finished his best matchup with three touchdowns that's the kind of player that i'm going to try to move for jonathan taylor and get a little maybe get a little bit on top like another you know player that i can plug into the flex and i'm much more confident about what i currently have uh because of their like their schedule moving forward like Josh Jacobs just had his probably best fantasy game of the year, and it may not be close. So, although, yeah, or, sorry, yeah, Josh, yeah, and I, and I love Josh Jacobs. Love Ryan. We love Josh Jacobs, but that matchup was the juiciest matchup, and you could see it coming from a mile away, and that's gone now. Uh, I've actually been looking at moving uh, CMC because the, the Teddy Bridgewater CMC didn't. I mean, he, I think he had like what four, four, five targets. Uh, overall, but the the way that that game kind of played out and the high scoring kind of shootout affair, I, I, I think CMC's passing game usage is at least intriguing. So, you know, like a CMC for a, a, a Jonathan Taylor plus an elite wide receiver is a, a deal that I'm at least looking at. Um, it scares me a lot. 
Like I was looking at like Jonathan Taylor and Chris Godwin for, for CMC, but then Godwin's concussion, you, you don't want to at least like miss a week of that. I don't know. I've, I've been kind of toying around with it. Like what, what I'd be willing to offer. Although uh, I do have Jonathan Taylor a couple spots. And I'm very happy about that. So Naheem Hines, I guess a dynasty question for you. Is he a buy or sell? And, and if you want to buy him a dynasty, what do you have to pay for him? Uh, I think, uh, I think you probably have to pay a second, right? For the rest of the season production. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think, I think at least a second. Um, yeah. I looked at the dynasty trade calculator before and I, maybe they haven't updated this since his, you know, week one, but essentially he's worth a little bit less than a, than a, a mid second, according to their, their trade calculator. So the Hines is only like a 2.2 value versus a 4.5 for a 2021 second mid second. Um, that's super flex league 12, you know, 12 team league, which uh, w- w- once again, uh, maybe not reflective of week one, maybe they haven't updated it yet. So I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you have Hines or are you selling for, I mean, I know it's team specific, but I, mean, I don't think you're going to get a first for him, but um, I don't think I'd give him up for a second. Yeah. It just depends where your team is. Was Hines just a stash and you don't have another like good starting running back and you're not going to compete anyway. It's hard because seconds are such harder dart throws moving forward and say the, the collegiate season's going. Uh, but if you're not competing at all, like Heinz, Heinz isn't a long-term asset, right? Like, well, I think you've got to wait and you, I think you've got to hold him and hope that he has s- some more weeks. Like he, he did this first week, not that he's going to, you know, score multiple touchdowns necessarily, but if he is this Austin Eckler light and is this, um, you know, he, he could be a high end running back too, maybe even low, low end running back one. And I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pessimistic, but let's say he has a couple of really good, good, you know, good games. Maybe you could get a first for him. It's, it's possible if he has a couple more yeah. good weeks. I think so he's great. probably, he's probably hold. Yeah. Right. I think that's great advice. If you're a losing team anyway, and looking to move him there, you're not really risking a lot by waiting or, or Ryan, it's like the, you package your, uh, second or third with Heinz for first, you know, something to move up like that. Not just a straight up deal. I think a straight up price is, is so hard to choose with him. You know, the, can you, can you get like a wide receiver that you really believe? Like would, would a team trade who has a bunch of wide receivers like LaVisca Chenault for me, Heem Heinz. Like that's the kind of like deal that you could take advantage of, but you might have to add like a little bit on top, but something where it's going to benefit your team. I think a straight second, because you're moving it to a competing team you know, you're getting the, let's say, 18th plus pick overall in the draft, at least projected. There, there's not really – the the risk is worth the reward to just wait. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, any other thoughts on this backfield? Uh, I, I mean, he mentioned Jordan uh, – was it – he said Jordan Reed – or Jordan Wilkins is probably going to get some, some run. Uh, believe it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe a couple of carries a game or something like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not real high on Jordan Wilkins. We've seen him before, and just a guy, just a guy. All right, Will, let's transition into our hot bowl spicy takes. So, we um, we, we had some some takes last week. So, why don't we recap those takes first? Um, Will, do you, do you want to do the honors? Do you want to go first on your take, or do you want me to go first? All right, Ryan. So this is a, I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but I I think 
that this is something I'm pretty excited about. And I think we're going to see uh, a great home game for a team that is a seven-ish point home dog. And these big home dogs uh, is what kind of like, like led me to this is I think that- Whoa, 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 whoa. time out, time out. We got to recap last week. Oh, last week. Sorry. I thought we were talking about the I missed it. Sh- no, no, no. My, my fault. Okay. So, so we'll recap last week. Um, uh, what, what was your take last week? R- remind the listeners. Uh, it was the t- Steve, Steve, little Stevie Sims was going to go eight catches over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, he ended up with three targets, three catches, 50 yards. There's only 17 completed passes. So not a, not a great, a lot of plays though for the offense, just not a lot of completions uh, overall. So he didn't, he didn't fulfill uh, what I wanted from him. I'm still right. I'm still, I want to, I, 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 I have such a hankering for, for, for Sims. I, I just, I want to start him next week so badly. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, Arizona. You know, maybe less resistance with, with that defense. It'll be interesting to see if Washington can can uh, play better offensively. That that's going to be a fun game. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Arizona Washington. Um, speaking of Arizona, um, I, I you know got got a little carried away and said the Cardinals won by ten. They won by four. So at least you know they they you know won you some money if you bet on them. Um, but I, but I feel, you know, close, but, but no cigar, but, but I was glad to see that the Cardinals won and my, my instincts were, were somewhat correct. I mean, obviously the, there were some, some factors that, that came into play there. Um, you know, if the Niners didn't have so many injuries on offense, they, they might've been able to get it done. So, but let's move into this week. So we're going to do our hot bowl spicy takes. So it's zero, zero, no one's on the board yet. So hot bowl spicy takes for week two as a refresher, we will assign each other's takes, um, different levels. There is, um, first of all, the banana pepper, the lowest level. Then there's jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and then finally, Will, the almighty Carolina Reaper. So, Will, go ahead and go first. You started, <laughs> started it and I cut you off. I'm sorry. I thought we should recap last week. So, what's your hot bowl spicy take for week two? Oh, Ryan, the preamble. The preamble is lost. Uh, so, I'm just going to come out with it. So, the, the Texans-Ravens, uh, the Texans got beat up bad by the by the Chiefs last week, and they looked a little bit boring, you know, uh, in the probably most watched game of the week because it was the only one on Thursday, and it was the first NFL game of the year. But they are seven-ish point dogs at home to the Ravens, and lest we all forget that the the Browns beat the Ravens early in the season last year, and then still you know we're still a dumpster fire of the team. Uh, I actually. So, Ryan, my, my take here is I think the Texans pulled this one out as a win for the Texans. Deshaun Watson, you know, plays out of his mind. They, they scheme a little bit better for him. And then on top of that, that Mr. Will Fuller, Mr. Tiny Hands, Mr. Ryan's least favorite player in the league because his hands are like four and a half inches. Uh, I think he's going to snag – because he didn't have any touchdowns. I think he's going to snag two touchdowns this week, and we lose our minds. And people start overrating Fuller to the max extent – uh, before his future injury later on this season. But long story short, uh, I think we are selling short just how bad the Texans are. I don't think they're that bad. I think the Chiefs are, are just, you know, that good and uh, uh, got ahead and were just able to kind of control that game. So I want to go with uh, the, the Ravens after coming off the game with the Browns. 
uh, that they, they don't show up as well for this, this second game and that the, the Texans take them down. Yeah, I don't know what the Texans did to to get the NFL schedule makers to hate them that much because what a brutal start. <laughs> I know, at least this is a home game for them, but they're playing maybe the best two teams in the NFL. The past two um, MVPs. Yeah, the, yeah. They've got a great quarterback themselves, but man. Um, I, I think this is very, 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 very hot because you're talking about a Baltimore team that I, I think can do the same thing to the Texans that the, the, the chiefs did. I, I think that Baltimore can just come out and, and control the game. I think their defense is, is, is better than Kansas city's defense. And I think, I think their offense is, is, you know, maybe not quite as good, but, but it's, it's real close. So I think this is a Carolina Reaper, my friend. I think this is very, <laughs> very hot to say not only will they win, but the fuller goes for two DDs, two TDs, which he certainly can do. Um, but a lot of times he'll drop those TDs, that are in his grasp because of those tiny hands of his. And you should not also not like Will Fuller will because I know he shares the name Will with you, but he's a Notre Dame product. You, I know. You, Notre Dame. You can't lose their minds. Well, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be over. But that's, that's just this has all the makings of the we know everything NFL game. And the Will Fuller hype train is already spiraling or just like it, it's it's driving out of control and so i think for this one he's gonna have another great game uh i don't think that the the ravens you know the like i don't think they can can handle them all game yeah this could be a fun one and and when you have two quarterbacks like this going at it i i kind of hope you're right because i I would like to I, i don't want the texans to to just be horrible with deshaun watson i i like him too much and um yeah i hope you're right and, and they i mean i gave it a carolina reaper but they s- certainly could happen i mean it's not it's not a re- outlandish take or anything like that but it's it's real hot so mine i should have had you go second because mine is i don't think is quite as hot so mine it has to do with the, the thursday night game um it is cincinnati um they are going to cleveland and they're they're six point underdogs so i think Cincinnati's going to go in there they're going to beat cleveland which is not very hot to say um, and Jer- Joe Burrow breaks out 300 plus passing yards, at least three passing TDs and one rushing score. Uh, like I said, it's not so hot, but I want to go on record calling it. Will I, I, I know this is not a Carolina Reaper. Um, I, I don't think you're gonna give me that. So, um, j- just to give this some context, I, I pulled up the odds, um, um, on on uh, in Illinois, we can gamble. So I pulled up my DraftKings app with with their partnership with the Casino Queen here in Illinois. And um, in terms of yardage, um, if you want to bet on Joe Burrow, the over is over two hundred forty point five yards. The under is two hundred forty point five, of course. Um, <laughs> touchdown passes, the over you can take one point five touchdowns. And then in terms of rushing yards, although I didn't say rushing yards, I just said touchdowns. Uh, the over is uh, 23.5 for Joe Burrow. So what do you think? I, I don't think this is particularly hot, but I want to go on record saying it. So what do you think? What makes you think this isn't particularly hot? Well, you know, so it's a division matchup. You know, the, I, I don't know. I, I just think Cleveland is, is, is Cleveland, you know? So um, I, I think when you get two divisional rivals going at it, I don't think there's any real surprises. I think what makes it hot is Joe Burrow breaking out. Uh, but but I think he's talented, and and I think that's within the realm of possibility. So that's why I'm saying it's not like 
super hot. Maybe it's a little hot, but. For 300-plus passing yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing score, yeah. so Burrow's going to have four total touchdowns. He's basically going to do what Lamar Jackson did last game, yep. plus more passing yards. You got it. That's, That's like... shock- it's a shocking ride. The Browns at home? <laughs> I just... All right. Well, maybe it's harder than I think. Oh. <laughs> so the the Burrow take, I'm going to go with the win whatever your stupid game takes. I hopped on board of that this week. So I'm just just as much a risk. But I'm, I'm going to give you – I don't know. You've undersold this to the crowd, so I feel like I should go lower. But I'm going to give this to Carolina Reaper. If this actually happens, All right. Ryan, this is like the call of the year. All right. How All is right, it so not? Two- like four total touchdowns for Burrow and the passing yards there. Like I, I feel like if, if the Bengals win this game, it's due to uh, you know Mayfield having some turnovers and them kind of thwarting their offense and that this isn't going to be a high-scoring game. What's the, what's the over-under for that game? I mean, the implied total for Cleveland can't be that high. Yeah, I got. I don't have that in front of me, unfortunately. I need to look that up. But um, uh, yeah, well, the, the, it's going to take too too long to pull it up. I think. Oh wait, no, I got it. I got it. I got my last. So it's forty three and a half uh, with with you know Cleveland by by six. So yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Vegas thinks this is a Carolina Reaper too. Okay. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> well, we got we got time for a couple more thoughts. It's time for the two minute warning before we close the show so two minute warning what do you what do you want to close with will yeah so we haven't given so much like advice on on adding or dropping players but i think that's just going to be this week's show uh as far as like you know the dynasty takes on anybody because after week one we saw some great starts by rookies i don't think that we should form a ton of opinions i didn't we didn't see a dj chark type of breakout uh besides maybe like darius slayton that he might be significantly more legit than we thought in the past but he might be uh, unacquirable at a proper price at this moment. You know, you're not, you're not probably trading a 20, 21 first for, for that type of player, things like that. Uh, I think I thought some fun things from this week is Julio's going to Julio leads the league in receiving yards, but still no touchdowns. Uh, Sammy Watkins is the new Deshaun Jackson as he will go off in every week one from here on out, lock it in every DFS lineup better have him next year. Uh, Saquon pulling the old uh, Leonard Fournette from last year that everybody loved to reference was when he had that long of like 69 yards and then finished the game with like 67 yards rushing or something like that. Well, Saquon had six yards rushing with a long of seven on 15 carries. And then uh, if you haven't, if you haven't heard yet or noticed, uh, turns out that running back production in the receiving game might be tied to Phillip Rivers. Yeah, that's we've got some some evidence of that. Yeah, I, I think the only thing I'd close with is as I think that it's not realistic to think that you know most like a Michael Thomas owner is going to panic and all of a sudden sell him for fifty cents on the dollar because he's injured or oh my gosh like a Saquon Barkley's box score you know I've got to sell him now. I, I mean I I think most the vast majority of dynasty owners are are way too too savvy for that, but it may not be an opportunity to to pick up some guys that had under underwhelming weeks that are. Uh, less high profile, you know, like maybe, you know, the D- D- Dante Parker um, owner, if you, if you're a you know, big believer in him, you know, he, he's injured right now, maybe you could pick up someone like him. So I, I guess, you know, if, if you aren't too busy with, you know, setting your lineups or, you know, making bets on games or looking at the waiver wire, 
you know, maybe send out some offers for some lower tier guys that didn't have as good a week that you, that you like, and, and maybe you can get something done. But I, I think it's silly if, if we were to come on this podcast and say like, Michael Thomas is a buy, you know, high ankle sprain, you know, you're going to be able to get him for, you know, Tyler Boyd, that that's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, I, I obviously you don't want to overreact yourself to week one, but there may be a couple opportunities here and there. So look around, send out some offers and, and, and see what happens. So, um, all right. With that, well, I, I think that's a show. We are the Fantasy Joes. We're at FF Joes on Twitter. Will is at at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. I'm at Roto Librarian. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes, where we do two Patreon episodes a month. So on behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Other life advice? Get yourself a minivan. That's right. If, if this does end up staying on the show, um, listeners can know that I, I got a minivan and I can be happier and I'm super impressed with it. The, the minivans of today are much different than my family minivans of the 80s and 90s. And it's a pretty sweet ride, Will. First of all, Ryan, I've been pumping minivans for years. I don't know how many of these <laughs> comments have made the podcast. And I like I I'm I zero because with cars like the whole masculinity take on not being able to drive a minivan I've never been on board with. Uh, I drove a minivan for a year. My parents when I bought from them, but it was this Honda Odyssey that had like automatic doors and everything like that. It was yeah. perfect for when I was bike racing. They are easy to park. They have good gas mileage, and they're a super comfortable ride. Uh, I I think I oh man I. I, I I'm having minivan envy so badly right now. It's <laughs> That's so, so funny. It's so, that is so funny. <laughs> like, it just is, it's so, because it just is, your car doesn't always have to be a statement about you and, and to other people who hate minivans. Like, I don't care about their opinion because they've never owned a minivan. And if they did, it's probably because they, if I, like they had a bunch of kids in the back, they're like misbehaving and that's why they hate it. It's more of the context of it. Yeah. The actual experience of a minivan is probably, you fit anything in there. And let's say you wanted to go uh, like on a camping trip and it rains. Well, you can just move your stuff and pull down the seats <laughs> in the minivan and sleep in there. You can't do that with your, you know, like, like Subaru Impreza, you know, huge spoiler GT version. <laughs> I don't know, but it is great. All right. We're going to get a. Uh, also, everybody moves out of your way on the highway because you're, so, <laughs> you know, you're driving a minivan. Uh, they don't know who's driving that. That could be anybody who's distracted by something in the back seat. So people typically give you a wide berth. We got to get a sponsor. We got to get a sponsor on the show that, that manufactures minivans, and and then will they'll hook you up with one. So, oh, and the to- Toyota Santa makes an all-wheel drive minivan. It's so tempted. <laughs> all right, we're, we're out of here. See you, everybody. <laughs>